Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and I am just like you. I'm busy with work, family, kids, church, and a million other responsibilities. And honestly, some days I miss my personal scripture study and prayers. And some days we as a family miss our scripture study and prayer. But I'm trying. So if you're not perfect in living the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're trying, well, get along great, and this is the place for you. Five days a week, I'll share a brief episode, often based on the Come Follow Me curriculum for that week, that I'm using to have daily conversations with my kids, whether we're on our way to school or on our way home or if it's real quick before dinner. And you're welcome to use them to do the same with your family or your personal study. Just know that the views and opinions I share are mine alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now let's jump right in with today's episode. All right, welcome back to the Everyday Conversion Podcast, the first episode technically of 2020. I hope you had a wonderful New Year's. Uh, I know my family and I did, spent some time with, with some friends. We almost made it to midnight, not quite. But I figure I was up till midnight Eastern time. I live in the Pacific time zone, so that was close enough. But I'm super excited for 2020. And I have to tell you, I I can't put my finger on it. Um, and probably this is evidence of, you know, all the things, all the promises and the power that, are, that the prophets always talk about the Book of Mormon having. But I have a different feeling about my study this year. And I don't know what it is, but I have this like indescribable excitement uh, to dig into the Book of Mormon. And I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I, was, I was saying my prayers last night and I was thinking, there's just something, I, there's something that I'm looking forward to and I can't figure out what it is. It's like, it's like there's some, something exciting ahead of me and I can't put my finger on what it is. You know, it's like that feeling before you um, get to go on a trip that you're really looking forward to, or um, you're about to to do something that you're super excited about or some major event. And I can't put my finger on what it is, but there's something exciting. There's something that I'm looking forward to with my study this year or with my my relationship with 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 my heavenly Father and my Savior. I don't know what it is, but I think it might have to do with uh, the Book of Mormon um, and and just really digging into the Book of Mormon. I feel like, you know, after come follow me last year, I'm gonna, spiritually, I'm in a really good place. Um, you know, I was more consistent with my study last year. Um, I was more consistent in doing scripture, um, study and prayer and discussing the gospel with my kids than I've ever been before. So I think it might just be the culmination of all that running into, um, studying the book of Mormon this year. I don't know, but I'm super excited. And I have this, just this, this excitement inside me that I can't quite describe. Hopefully you feel the same way too. Hopefully you're, you're getting some of the excitement of studying the book of Mormon as well. Um, this is episode three of season two. Uh, you can get everything we talk about today at everydayconversion.com forward slash BOM three for Book of Mormon three, since we're discussing the Book of Mormon this year. And today I want to talk about the testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith. Um, you know, last time we dug into the, we read a little bit about the three witnesses and the eight witnesses, as well as the introduction. And today I want to dig into the testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith. And there's a couple of things specifically that stuck out to me. The first was, um, there's a phrase. Where was it? Um, 
in the third paragraph. Third paragraph, fourth paragraph. Where in the world was it? It was not in the par oh the thirteenth paragraph. There we go. All right. So the beginning talks about you know the 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 angel coming, the messenger coming, uh, the first experiences, and then in in the thirteenth paragraph, which is on the second page of his testimony. It begins with, by this time so deep were the impressions made upon my mind that sleep had fled from my eyes. I lay overwhelmed in astonishment at what I'd both seen and heard. And then it says that, that the angel came again, and it said that he rehearsed the same things again to him. And then it says, and added a caution to me, telling me that Satan would try to tempt me in consequence of the indigent circumstances of my father's family to get the plates for the purpose of getting rich. This he forbade me, saying I must have no other object in view in getting the plates but to glorify God. And must not be influenced by any other motive than that of building his kingdom. Otherwise, I could not get them. And I've read that many times. But as I read it this time, I don't know why, but I put myself into it. And I realized that this is a principle. And what I wrote down in my study journal was that, you know, with anything we do in our lives, that we, too, have to have the object and the motive of glorifying God and building the kingdom. And if we don't have those motives... Then, heavenly, then we we aren't entitled to heavenly Father's help, um, and we won't have His help in doing it. And that really stuck out to me. And, and as I was, I was setting my, I was working on setting my goals for the year, and that that came to my mind again. Just this idea of we have to have our focus. Um, what, what was the scripture that I, I wrote down? Um, Oh, Matthew 6.33, where it talks about, you know, seek, seek to build up the kingdom of God, um, and all these things shall be added unto you. And there was a really great quote by Elder, uh, or President now, Dallin H. Oaks, that I really liked. And he said, if you do not choose the kingdom of God first, it will make little difference in the long run what we have chosen instead of it. And, you know, it just all tied into realizing that just like Joseph Smith was told, look, if you're not getting these plates for the right reasons, you are not entitled to my help. You won't be able to get them. You won't be able to use them. You won't be able to, to read them and translate them. And likewise, in our lives, if we want the help of God in any aspect of our life, whether it's our career or our families or you know hobbies that we have or serving others, if we don't have the focus that we're going to glorify God and that we're going to build the kingdom, then we won't get his help. That is where we get his help when we're doing that. And, and to clarify, you know, building the kingdom and glorifying God encompasses, you know, taking care of your family. It encompasses serving others. It encompasses, um, you know, providing for your family. So I think, you know, that could be our motive. You know, I mean, we can have the motive, you know, that's why we can get help when we're, when you know, on our careers, um, on extracurricular activities, on serving in organizations, because that is building the kingdom. Anytime we serve or we lift the burden of another, we're building the kingdom. Anytime we provide for our family um, and help our family uh, receive the things that they need and and strengthen their testimonies and their faith, we're building the kingdom. So it really stuck out to me, and I never thought of that that uh, that comment that Joseph Smith um, that Maron I said to Joseph Smith in the context of being a principal. But it really is. If we want the Lord's help, 
like President Monson says, we have to be on his errand. You know, President Monson says when we're on the Lord's errand, we're entitled to the Lord's help. And it works the opposite way. If we want his help, we better be on his errand. We better be doing what he would want us to do. And if we are, then we can trust that we will get his help. Um, let's see. The other thing that really stuck out to me as I was studying um, was I was I was noticing, and this is something that I'd never read it this way, but I was reading in Saints. Um, and if you haven't read the first first um, volume of Saints, I, I encourage you to do so. I haven't either. Um, I've read the beginning of it because we were reading it together as a family, and we have fallen down doing so. Um, so I haven't read the whole thing, but I have read this far. Um, where I was talking about um, Joseph Smith getting the plates. And I went back and I read chapter three and chapter four again as I was studying after I read Joseph Smith's testimony to get a little more context. And towards the end, um, I never read this this way, but it says uh, when he got to the the plates, um, Joseph says, I made an attempt to take them out, but was forbidden by the messenger and was again informed that the time for bringing them forth had not yet arrived. Neither would it until four years from that time. I've always read that as the messenger said, look, you're not going to get these for four years. But if you read in Saints, that's not the case. This is Joseph Smith looking back afterwards and saying, um, you know, basically what he's saying is the angel said, the time has not come for for me to get them. And then he's editorializing and saying, and it wouldn't come for me until four years from now. It wasn't Moroni saying he wouldn't get it for four years. Because if you read in, in chapter 3 of Saints, um, it says that uh, he was warned um, not to get them for the wrong reasons. And it says, um, Joseph asked when he could have the plates. The 22nd day of September next, Moroni said, if you bring the right person with you. Who is the right person, Joseph asked, your oldest brother. So at that time, at that day, that first day he was there, Joseph was told that he would get them the next year. So he came back the next year. He didn't bring Alvin because Alvin had passed away. And he was told, and I made a note here. Um, I kind of said, okay, what were the, and, and this is where it's getting to what I learned. And, and this was, you know, pretty profound for me. The first year he was told he couldn't get them because he was focused on how it could help him. Um, it says that as Joseph saw them, um, right before that, it says, um, Joseph set out for the hill. The plate, Joseph thought about the plates as he walked. Even though he knew they were sacred, it was hard for him to resist, wondering how much they were worth. He had heard tales of hidden treasures protected by guardian spirits, but Moroni and the plates he described were different from these stories. Moroni was a heavenly messenger appointed by God to deliver the plates safely to his chosen seer, and the plates were valuable not because they were gold, but because they witnessed of Jesus Christ. Still, Joseph could not help thinking that he now knew exactly where to find enough treasure to free his family from poverty. So the way this is written, and I love the way it's written, Joseph's going back and forth. He keeps thinking about what they're worth. And then he says, oh, but but that's not the focus. So he had the right focus, but his mind was conflicted. Um, And it says when he saw them, um, he saw the plates, and it says, astonished, Joseph wondered again how much the plates were worth. He reached for them and felt a shock pulse through him. He jerked his hand back, but then reached for the plates twice more and was shocked each time. Why can I not obtain this plate, he cried out, or this book, he cried out, because you have not kept the commandments of the Lord, said a voice nearby. Joseph turned and saw Moroni. 
At once, the messenger from the night before flooded his mind, and he understood that he had forgotten the record's true purpose. He started to pray, and his mind and soul awoke to the Holy Spirit. Um, and then he's shown a vision, and then it says he instructed, Moroni instructed Joseph to purify his heart and strengthen his mind to receive the record. If ever these sacred things are obtained, they must be by prayer and faithfulness in obeying the Lord. They are not disposited here for the sake of accumulating gain and wealth for the glory of the world. They were sealed by the prayer of faith. So this first lesson to Joseph Smith was, look, you're not getting these for gain. And then he came back the next year and he gets them and he, he remembers, oh, I, you know, the other stuff in the, you know, he takes out the plates, he sets them down and he realizes, oh, the breastplate and the sword, those are really expensive and, and valuable too. I need to hide those. So he turns back to, to, to protect those. And when he turns back around, the plates are gone again. They're gone. And Moroni appears and says, look, you let them out of your sight. I told you not to let them out of your sight. Come back next year. And so every year he's taught something and he's, 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 um, he's tutored. And as I was reading this, I realized that, you know, the first, first question I asked myself was, you know, why do we get so frustrated when we, when we ask for something or we're seeking something and it doesn't happen right away? It's so easy for us to say, why didn't I get an answer to my prayer? Why didn't I get an answer to my prayer? I've been praying for two days and I haven't got an answer. Well, crap, Joseph Smith, four years working to get the plates, four years. And he didn't know it was going to be four years. He was told initially it was going to be, well, he was told initially that here's the plates and you're going to use them to, to translate this record. And he shows up and then he's told that he can't get them until the next year. And he shows up again the next year and he's told he can't get them until the next year. He shows up again and he's told he can't get them until the next year. Four years. It takes him four years before he can get them. So why do we get frustrated? And that led me to think about Joseph Smith's experience and how every single year he was taught something. He was tutored. And I realized, and this was the big learning for me, that sometimes we might not get an answer to something we want or we're seeking right away because we're not prepared to receive it yet. We haven't developed the, the character we need. We haven't learned something that we need to learn before we can get that answer. You know, I, I'm trying to think of a good example <clears throat> from my, from my parenting experience, but it, you know, it's very similar to, um, you know, telling your kids, okay, you can get this, but you need to show me that you're responsible first. You need to show me something. Um, you know, it, it's a very similar thing. There was things that Joseph needed to learn. There was um, character traits that he needed to develop. There was, um, things that he needed to be taught before he could obtain these records. And if he had been given them right away, obviously by the lessons he was taught in the, in the, the first time he went and after that, uh, you know, he may have, he very well, very well may have lost them. Or he might have used them for the wrong purposes because his mind wasn't solidified as to why he was getting them yet. Because the first time he kept thinking about how much they were worth. And, you know, then the next time, you know, he let them out of his sight. So maybe he wasn't quite prepared. He didn't understand how important they were. And, I, that really stuck out to me and it helped me reframe the way I look at when I don't get an answer right away. You know, I know I've shared this in previous episodes, but when I was Bishop, there was something that I was struggling with for, for a month or six weeks, uh, something I felt like I was supposed to do, but I couldn't understand why. And I, I didn't know if it was the right thing or if it was just my own thoughts. And I kept praying and I kept praying and I kept praying and fasting and going to the temple and fasting and praying and studying and doing everything I could. And then the answer still didn't come. And I look back at that now and it's like, 
maybe I was supposed to learn something. Maybe there was something I was supposed to be taught or something I wasn't getting. And once I got it, then I was able to receive the answer. And with that, I realized that when we don't get an answer to something, maybe we need to step back. We need to ask ourselves and ask Heavenly Father, what do I need to learn to be prepared to receive what I'm asking for? What do I need to learn to prepare what I to receive what I need to, what I'm asking for? It was kind of similar to the the question, and I can't remember. I'll have to find the talk. Um, but I remember there was a conference talk a while ago, and it might have been by Elder Lawrence. I can't remember, but the question was asked, "What lack I yet?" And it's kind of that same idea. It's like, okay, I'm trying to get this answer. I haven't got it. I can't seem to get the answer. I'm doing everything I can think of. What am I missing? What am I not understanding? What haven't I learned yet that I need to learn? And once we learn those things, Heavenly Father will teach us what we want to know. We'll learn. We'll get revelation. We'll get be taught. But a lot of times I think we just haven't learned yet what we need to learn. We haven't developed the attributes that we need to develop. And once we do that, then we can be taught. So like Joseph Smith, we have to realize that sometimes it's just a matter of it's just a matter of, of being tutored a little bit longer. It's a matter of being taught a few things. It's a matter of solidifying in our minds the purpose that we're doing something. Um, you know, maybe it's just that we, you know, we just solidify in our own minds how important what we're seeking is. You know, sometimes I think Heavenly Father just wants us to show to ourselves and to show to him that we're serious. That we really want to know, that we really need what we think we need. Because, you know, as any parent knows, kids think they really, really want a toy, and then two weeks later they don't play with it ever again. And with things of the spirit, perhaps we just need to be a little bit more persistent. And we need to learn and really clarify what our priorities are with those things. So hopefully that was helpful. That was a really big realization to me. Um, and it's a question that I'm gonna remember, uh, work to remember to ask when I'm seeking something and I don't feel like I get an answer right away is what, what am I missing? What am I, what lack I yet? What am I not catching? What am I not understanding that I need to understand? You know, what do I need to develop that I haven't developed yet in order to receive what it is that I'm seeking? And that really, I think for me changes the seeking and the searching and the questioning and the waiting to an active process of finding out what it is that I need, what it is, what is it that I need to learn, what it is that I need to do or become in order to receive or learn what I want to receive or learn. So you can get the links to everything we talked about today, including I'll put the link to um, that conference talk what lack I, where he talks about what lack I yet. I'll find that. Um, I'll put the link to the Saints book and, um, and and anything else we talked about that I've forgotten that we talked about. And um, oh yeah, the the President Oaks uh, quote that I quoted about um, about choosing the kingdom of God first, put that in there too. So you can get those at everydayconversion.com forward slash B-O-M-3. And we will see you in the next episode. All right, that's it for today. Now I know, I know you want to hang out with me longer, but we both have a ton of things to do today, including living the gospel and trying to be like Jesus. Cue primary children singing. I'm trying to be Jesus, 
But hey, if you want to get the links to everything we talked about today, you can find it on the episodes page of everydayconversion.com. You can also do cool stuff like subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform, sign up for email notifications of new episodes, and connect with us on social media there. It's kind of like a virtual church library without the militant librarians or a piece of paper to sign out your three tiny pieces of chalk for your lesson. Also, just remember, I do my best to make sure my opinions are in line with official church doctrine, but they are just that. They're my opinions. For official doctrine and viewpoints, I recommend you go to churchofjesuschrist.org or comeuntochrist.org.